0: Welcome, everybody, to the Afterglow video game podcast, where we look past the gameplay and the glory. (laughs) Claire, I I can't hear you. I think your mic's not picking up your whispers.
1: And dive into the story,
0: babe. You you went Whitney Houston for a second. I thought you were going Creed. Yeah,
1: no, me. I couldn't I couldn't take Creed from you. I like that's that's all you, my son.
0: I really thought you were going for Creed. I was about to lose it. It was kind
1: of like a Creed Whitney Houston blend. Like I went with like a Creed voice, but like a Whitney Houston melody. Right, we'll just so, call
0: yeah. you Creepy Houston from now on. Creepy- I'm, Houston, I'm on board. we got a creeper. Oh. <laughs> but yeah,
1: Woo. we're back. And look at that. We're back in again. We've done it for the second time in a row, a mm. relatively short interval from the last episode mm. that we posted. I'm so proud
0: mm-hmm. of us. Nani, we did. <laughs> we're so cool now. We are very cool. We're like professionals. Oh my God. Hell yeah. Super
1: so professional. So, 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 oh, so, so. so, so. so. Uh, (laughs) And
0: so (laughs) Thanksgiving, Uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, my gosh. It was good. I normally travel during the holidays, but
0: to the terrible state of Arizona, right? To the
1: very terrible state of Arizona. But uh, (laughs) last year was the first year I didn't go down to Arizona for Thanksgiving. Obviously, we had all that pandemic madness. And then this year, I was like, you know what? I really just I hate holiday travel. I absolutely hate it, just because there's so many people and it's hectic and it's nightmarish. And I still don't fully trust people yet with all this pandemic stuff. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay home for Thanksgiving. So I stayed home and I babysat my nephew, my brother's dog Tobin, and a couple of friends came over.
0: Sandra's dog Toby. No,
1: (laughs) yeah, because there's Toby and Tobin. Um, Uh. Oh, I babysat Tobin. And Tobin and I had Thanksgiving together. But uh, I did have like a little Friendsgiving with Junior and Sandra and Noe uh, the day before. So lots of turkey was had. Noe misses you too. We were talking about you the other day.
0: He's like my favorite drinking buddy and going out buddy. And Sandy too, but... (laughs) I mean, you know, I know
1: had- Noe specifically, like you could, <laughs> it could be any time of day or night and and Noe was like, bet, let's go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't get mad at me. I'm sorry. Please don't get mad at me.
0: <laughs> I mean, at least he used it in the right context.
1: That's true. That's fair. <laughs> you can also always cut that out later.
0: No, no, no. We're going to leave that in there. We want all the Zoomers to know that we are in the inn.
1: We are hip with it. We, we-, <laughs> we are the hip. The, hip, the hop, we're, the hippie. We're and the Dr. Hop, Evil. Yes. Oh, my God. That was a great reference. I don't think mm-hmm. many people are going to get oh. that reference today, but you never know. How was your <laughs> Thanksgiving?
0: It was good. Uh, I drove down to San Diego on, I guess, the day before Thanksgiving. So that was a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I spent up till, I think, five days, brought my dog as well. Mm-hmm. So we had a nice five days in San Diego. Spent a lot of time with family, saw some friends here and there, oh, uh, but not too many because I knew everybody was busy. It's the holiday yeah. season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always
0: tough. Yeah, it was a really great time. I spent... I accidentally... Oh, God. So I did this last year, too. I always oh, no. overbuy Prime Rib because
1: I oh, make Prime Rib. That doesn't sound um, like a problem.
0: No, it's it's not, but I overpurchased again. So last year, I overpurchased by like $100. This year, I overpurchased... By $200. So there's this trend that next year I'm going to spend like $600 on prime rib to make. How much prime rib... I almost mm-hmm. said prime rib.
1: How much prime does... Prime rib. <laughs> how <Ooh>. much does... <laughs> how much does prime rib usually cost?
0: Well, I mean, like maybe a four to five pound roast is probably around $200. Wow. So if you go expensive. to like House of Prime Rib, right? In, right. In SF. Yeah, yeah. One king cut is probably less, or maybe it's like, what? Maybe less than a pound, a pound? I don't know. Probably a little bit less, actually. Right, right, right. And that's already racking you up a total on your receipt of over 100 bucks, Probably.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like eating at House of Prime Rib, you're getting more bang for your buck, you know what I mean? Because you're spending 100 bucks, but that's also including yeah, all salad. of the sides yeah, and the exactly. salad. And yeah. like it, it includes a lot of stuff, so it's not like you're spending $100 purely on the meat. I don't know. It just seems more reasonable.
0: Right, but I mean, as anything goes in the world, if you buy something, the ingredients yourself, and you make it at home, it's like... Fifty to sixty percent cheaper. Right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Going to, you know the of restaurant course. markup. Anyway. Yeah. You're so, yeah. you're
1: getting you're definitely getting more like in terms of meat.
0: Yeah. So. So I had this 400 pound prime rib roast, and it was so big. 400 pound or 400. 400 four, sorry, 400 dollar <laughs> prime rib roast. So anyway, was, I went, I yeah. went and killed the
1: cow and brought the yeah. entire <laughs> cow home and
0: butchered it. <laughs> um, so yeah, 400 dollar prime rib roast. I cut it in half because mm-hmm. we had actually a lot of people didn't show up for thanksgiving from my family this year how rude Every, no everybody's busy or trying to have work or something uh-huh you know anyway so i cut it in half made one for thanksgiving and then made the other one on a sunday or monday night i forgot which night so we basically had prime rib all weekend
1: oh that sounds really good though
0: yeah it's freaking awesome it's so good
1: when are you gonna make me prime rib
0: i don't know whenever i see you next
1: well, I hope that that's soon for all Me of our sakes.
0: <laughs> Me too. Well, um, this so yeah, that was special. My Thanksgiving. <laughs>
1: uh, well, it sounds like it was a blast. I'm jealous. I want my own prime rib.
0: <laughs> I mean, you live down the street from Prime. I House know. Of prime. Well, okay, like 15 minute drive.
1: Yeah, I, I still live relatively close. Yeah, I haven't been to House of Prime Rib in a while. I haven't been to House of Prime Rib in a while, and now I want to. So, thank you for putting that idea back into my life when I should be saving money. <laughs> okay, we okay. should move into the uh, reflection bit of uh, this program, maybe?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I guess to give a little context, this is our final episode for the season of our Ooh, first what? season. Ayo. And we wanted to use this time to go over the games that we played and discussed per our episodes, just like, you know, tidbits here and there, uh, you know, games that we did play this year or throughout the pandemic that we didn't get to discuss or fit into a episode. And hopefully... Goes into a a next episode. And then other games that we hope to discuss that are either out right now or are about to be out in the next coming quarters or months. And yeah, just, you know, just the overall wrap up of our year, this, our first season being a podcast and doing this and our trials and tribulations, the things we learned, the friends that we lost along the way, and the brain cells that we lost along the way.
1: Amen. So and the cancer just...
0: cells we lost along the way. <laughs> Ay, Ay. Bug, bug
1: cancer,
0: I so much Yeah, that was <laughs> that's the dopest. So yeah, let's so move yeah. on to the Mulan portion of our, of our episode. Ay-yo
1: is that game i see
0: Boop.
1: floating oh. straight Boop. back at me okay that was all okay
0: oh wait that's the wrong eddie murphy character all Donkey.
1: right okay so just like a little disclaimer since year one we really only posted once and then or had one oh. episode and then there was yeah. quite a an extensive hiatus until we got back on the saddle for you know reasons we have since disclosed we're reflecting on everything from when we started in 2020 till now that's we're considering this season one and then moving forward it will be in a yearly format so 2022 will be season two and then 2023 will be season three etc
0: that timing just lined up perfectly just gonna put that in there
1: you know i have the gift i suppose so we will we'll start with i guess uh we're this gonna do episode. this chronologically and yeah. uh the very first game that we ever spoke of was ghost of sashimi
0: mm, yeah i love ghosts of tsunami
1: oh uh, <laughs> uh, that was still a game and <laughs> even reflecting back on anything of it out that you know i haven't played the dlc yet and mm. i need to i want to they released, uh, uh, a, they recently released the director's, a director's cut, cut, right? Yeah. The director's cut includes um, a new island with like new story missions and, and stuff to continue the story. So, full disclaimer, I haven't played that yet. I need to, and I really want to. And I think on a PS5, it's going to look absolutely dope.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that was, I mean, it, it won game of the year for 2020, right?
1: As, as it rightfully deserved. That was an incredible game. It deserved every bit of praise that it got.
0: Yeah. Oh man, the, what, a, what a game though, right? Ugh. It
1: was. Uh, like I, I still think of it with such fondness because it was everything that the Kurosawa films kind of started. It it wasn't a mimic of that, but it built upon it in a really meaningful way in the gaming space. So yeah. I always think back of think back on that. And you know, I think very fondly of of Jin Sakai and Lord Shimura. Yeah. And just that it, a really very standard, typical, you know, sort of samurai story, yeah, you know, with the very standard tropes, but done in a way that was that really pulled at the strings,
0: yeah, yeah, Now it's funny to mention that because I think the biggest concern I had when this game was coming out, and we saw the trailers and we were all excited. And I think I shared this with you before we even recorded the first episode of the Afterglow podcast, Mm -hmm. that I'm a little concerned that the fact that this game is set in Japan and the studio itself is not like a Japanese video game maker, like a Square Enix or, you know, something like that, right? Right. So that got me a little worried on how are they going to encapsulate the culture of Japan and his history and everything like that. Right. Coming I, from I don't a non Asian, you know, developer. exactly.
1: And that's those are not the games Sucker Punch is normally known for, I would think. Yeah, I'm not totally familiar with Sucker Punch as a developer, but I'm pretty sure this was a, a departure from the typical Killzone, fare man. that they put out. No, that's uh Guerrilla Games that, that Gorilla did uh, Horizon. Uh, Horizon, yeah, uh, that did gotcha. Horizon. And, and again, another studio in which this that was a departure from the typical type of game that they that they put out. So I feel like. The developers that are departing from their norm are generally going to be more stringent about the content that they put out there, that they produce, mm-hmm. because they don't want to be known as, you know, we're we're just the developers that make Killzone, we're just the developers yeah. that make Infamous Second Son. We want to create something new and, and meaningful, but if we fail, then... Not only it's like a scarlet letter on a developer. We all know this, like Bethesda and, and CD Projekt Red being prime examples of, so recent, of some recent uh, developers that that, Yikes. that ended there. But the stakes are much higher when you're not Bethesda or Activision or
0: Naughty Dog or
1: something. Naughty Dog ex- exactly, because that's the kind of thing that could make a br- make or break a studio. You know, Bioware can fuck up Mass Effect Andromeda, but it's not going to tank their entire business. So yeah. I, I think this, when when the stakes are so high and you're willing to be ambitious in that way, you know that the content that that you produce has to be top notch. So the fact that they go out of their way to they, they spared no expense. They hired historians and experts on Japanese culture. To ensure that even when you're you're playing this game, you know, the characters are holding their cups correctly. And mm. that's something that the modern player, you or myself, would not necessarily notice. I sure as hell didn't notice. Oh, same. They wouldn't have thought I, I about know. it. But yeah. they were still willing to... They knew that there are people that are going to play this that will know that. And... I think that that's a method of care for your audience because you're saying, like, we respect all of the people that are that are watching this game, including the ones that are going to, you know, that smaller subset that will know, you know, whether something, someone holding a cup is done in the authentic way or
0: not. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to my concerns, I'm glad they were, I think the right word was... Quickly, assuaged. Is that right, English professor? (laughs)
1: Assuaged? Assuaged. Assuaged.
0: Either way, my concerns were, they were were gone after playing the game. I was like, wow, they did it proper. Complete Asian voice cast as well, Mm -hmm. which made me even more happy being an Asian American myself. So yeah, props to them. Game of the year for 2020 and still game of the year for me in 2020 as well because I voted for them. Uh, yeah. to yeah. get the top award Absolutely. as well as...
1: It, it, it was well-deserved. It was it was 100% deserved. Next title yeah. on that list, also a contender, I think, for Game of the Year Ooh. that year. Yeah. Um
0: huge contender. Also
1: would have been just as worthy, but far more controversial a title. <laughs> the Last of Us 2, but Josh has lovingly dubbed it in our script as Blast of Musk 2, which I think is the... <laughs> Knockoff Kirkland version of Elon Musk's cologne brand.
0: Hey, hey Kirkland, they're amazing because like <laughs> they get their vodka from the same creators of Grey Goose. Yeah, they do. They do. Just, they, <laughs> do. Just, like, they put their label on it. Anyway, yeah, just slap their own label. Kirkland. Kirkland vodka, all hail Costco, <laughs> our <laughs> Lord and Savior. <laughs> Wholesale
1: Costco yeah, member since 1999.
0: Mm, I still got my black and white photo on my Costco. Bro. I still
1: do too. I still do too. I was in high school. It's still a photo of me from
0: high school. Um, I know. They don't ever ask to change
1: yeah. how
0: you look. And like, I, I don't are, know. That's kind of nice. I definitely
1: <laughs> don't look the same that I did when I was in high school. I'm wearing a Lincoln Park <laughs> shirt in my photo. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's great. So much uh,
0: edge in your photo that you was someone a paper cut.
1: I was so edgy. I mean, but of course you're so seen i'm so seen (laughs) especially now with my hair growing out and i have like that kind of like gray pixie Pixie. (laughs) i look i look like an old grumpy lesbian most of the time i think (laughs)
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, no comment. So <laughs> while we were talking about ghosts, uh, Ghost of Tsushima... No, we moved on uh, we to Black No, no I know. I know. We mentioned Naughty Dog. So therefore, uh, Last uh, Last of Us 2. Yes. Uh, amazing, amazing game. Uh, from my perspective, I know there's a lot mm-hmm. of, like you said, controversy, a lot of hate, especially because what happened in, I think, the first hour or two hours into the game. Right. Uh, again, we're going to save the audience from the spoilers so go ahead and play it yourself but man it was a feel trip to say it was say the least
1: absolute feels trip and i think and this is a lot of what we talked about in our episode and again i won't harp on this too long because i think that people should listen to the episode and play the game in the opposite order Mm. but (laughs) I, i think that you can have a game that doesn't make you feel good and makes you question why you don't feel good. And we can still call it a good game.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's plenty plenty of great examples. A lot of horror games like Outlast. Yes. (laughs) There's there's some of the Resident Evils, especially the newest one, Village. Mm -hmm. You don't feel good at the end. No spoilers, but you Mm -hmm. don't feel good at the end. But it was a hell of a game.
1: Yeah, it's a hell of a game. And so I I said this in in our episode, and I'll say it here. I think The Last of Us 2 was an excellent game. It was brilliantly acted by Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, uh, Laura Bailey, the rest of the cast entirely. The developers, it just like the settings and everything were absolutely gorgeous. You know, top-notch, what I would expect from, from a Naughty Dog title. And I'll probably never play it again. And that's okay. That's not a criticism of the game being bad. It's just, you know what? I felt what I needed to feel. I experienced what I needed to experience with The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to. I don't need to do it again. Um, no, I
0: completely agree.
1: It's like watching Schindler's List
0: or um, Requiem sure, I mean, for we, a Dream. We yeah. mentioned those two movies. Yeah, we our, mentioned those two.
1: That they're absolutely <laughs> important. Everybody should see them. But it, that's not the type of movie that you're you're going to go back to again. That's not your Friday night, you know, Netflix and chill. Obviously, so yeah,
0: they're you can they're even important. take a page from from Shakespeare as well, right? Romeo mm-hmm. and Juliet or Macbeth, it, right. they're tragedies. Yeah. And people still love them, not because, oh, a
1: happy ending, yay. Woo,
0: woo, woo right. Romeo and Juliet, but mm-hmm. man, they make you feel.
1: Yeah, they make you feel. So that's that was where The Last of Us 2 shined. And I think the fact that we're still talking about it now and that people are still having such uh, strong. powerful, <laughs> strong feelings about yeah. it is a testament to, to what... The developers did. And it, like I said, the only gripe that I really had was that I felt misled by the marketing. And I felt that there were ways mm-hmm. that you Fair. could have marketed the game without, you know, sharing what the, the big spoiler, but the way it was marketed really sort of insinuates that the big spoiler doesn't happen. And that's, you know, where I felt, I was like, okay, you could have done that differently. You could have... It, it, and again, I don't want to go into spoilers, but like that absolutely could have been done differently, and I think that would have uh, eliminated a lot of the backlash that that they got.
0: Yeah, I think my only gripe was there was not a lot of it, but there was sections of the game that I didn't feel were relevant or necessary. Especially, yeah. I, I think they were going for more character development and inclusiveness, which is great yeah. and all, but I think it kind of took away from yeah. the story where they could have added more focus on. I mean, it was a mostly a Ellie game. Yes. So. Yeah. They could have done a little bit better on there, but but hey, yeah. whatever. Uh, that's just yeah. my one man's thoughts.
1: <laughs> yeah, one man's thoughts. And, but amazing you know, game. Amazing game, hundred percent of the way. So I will just personally, you probably won't see me playing that one again anytime soon. Right. But I will be telling people to play it who haven't oh, played it.
0: Absolutely, everybody should play it. At least
1: everyone that. should play it. If you played the Last of Us one, you should play the Last of Us
0: two. And um, if you haven't played either of them, start at last. You don't start at out. number two. Oh. Oh, yeah, that, that oh. too. Jump, jump in a volcano, exactly. Play anyway, yeah. Uh, sure. speaking
1: of volcanoes and hot things, that would put us at our <laughs> nice next <discussion>. episode. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, that was smooth. We did a little uh indie Indy. session, indie time. We talked about uh, an absolute gem that we both love, Firewatch, and then um, love short it. hike, a very quick, like hour long. Yeah, mixed feelings that we were both a little more mixed on uh, that uh, I believe it came out last year. And of course, uh, I know Firewatch because of Josh and you know Josh nagging me for a long time to play the game. Beautiful game, incredible story. (laughs) Beautiful story, beautiful character development and most everything done through dialogue, which is not easy to do because one of the things that we're taught about in writing classes, because I I went to grad school for creative fiction, And one of the things they teach you so predominantly in in any writing class is it's so many people do, it's supposed to be show, not tell, which is Hmm. you don't just say, you know, the grass was green. Like, how are you going to describe that the grass was green in a meaningful and unique way that doesn't just tell your reader what to believe or what to think or how to interpret something? But when you have a story that is 99% dialogue, you really run a risk of having something that's going to be way more tell than it is show. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to display character development and emotion in just a series of, of conversations where you're not even seeing the, the characters, characters well. uh, oh yeah, or their faces or their emotional reactions, yeah. you're doing everything through voice. Like that's incredibly difficult to do. So, uh, you know, mad props to the developers there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Easily one of my favorite games of all time. De- definitely in my top 10.
1: Yeah, yeah. wouldn't blame ha- you on that.
0: Happy to to know also, and I think I mentioned this as well in our, our uh, third episode, the rights for this movie were purchased, or for this game were purchased into, or I guess hopes of making it into an actual feature film. Mm-hmm. And we all know that video games that turn into <laughs> movies like Resident mm-hmm. Evil, they usually mm-hmm. suck. There's also what? that What's that? Blood Rain? They, they did the vampire one. They did Blood Rain. They did. Oh, man. they've Just done, anything they turn into a movie. Yeah,
1: they did Assassin's nuts. Creed, which was a total bomb.
0: There's a new Resident Evil movie called, I think it's Welcome to Raccoon City or Return to Raccoon, something like that. <sighs> it was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely Mortal, terrible.
1: You know, the I will say the new Mortal Kombat movie was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, because it was 1,000% fan service.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes that's what... Uh, we could go off on that, but like sometimes that's yeah. what you need to do. Sometimes yeah. it just needs to be fan service. And it and was, Firewatch and it was great. didn't
0: do any of that.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: <laughs> Gosh, the voice acting and the dialogue... Like you said, the dialogue was so key in this game yeah. to making me feel immersed in it. And uh-huh. uh, I think the thing that you ragged on me about was, do you remember what the first sentence of the game was? And I'm uh-huh. like, no. And you're like i right or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah basically yeah, yeah, yeah. i am henry yeah and i was which is yeah. the main character or it's I'm uh right.
1: yeah the you see julia
0: yeah you see julia so you're put in the perspective of i see julia right yes. so, oh man i was like oh i didn't think about yeah. that
1: <laughs> yeah it, it kicks you in the nuts it really does so you should absolutely listen to that episode where we talk about Firewatch. Lots
0: of spoilers in that. <laughs> lots
1: of spoilers. Yeah, very many spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, you should probably not not listen to that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's one of the games that I teach in my class. I think that it's that powerful and it's that well like done. <laughs> I guess yeah. that's the best way yeah. to put it. It's just that well done. And then... Of course, we have a short hike, which was about the little bird, Claire, that uh, (laughs) was with her aunt up in the mountains. Uh, Waiting
0: for a very important phone call.
1: A very important phone call. And she must go to the top of the mountain in order to make the call because there's no signal. Um, I like how we gave a synopsis
0: for a short hike, but none of the three previous games we just mentioned.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, I think because like a short hike really is so short that like what we're saying right there is literally like the game. It's like, yeah. that's the game. And it's really just a series of character interactions until you hit your objective. And it's very quick yeah. and it's very, it's very cute, you know. And I don't mean Good. that in a way to be disrespectful. I, I really think that like, oh, sweet, you know, it gives you that mm. kind of vibe.
0: And I, I mentioned in the episode that it, it made me feel like Aesop's Fables, you yes. know, where yes. everything you do, you got it's for a good reason. Do do the right thing. Yes. Be a big bigger person. Help yes. anybody along the way, yes. even though you don't have time and you, maybe you're busy. Mm-hmm. So you know, the messages were strong. The messages were clear. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like some of the inter- interactions, and and this is again back to the Last of Us too. Some of the interactions or scenes or just things that you have to do feel completely irrelevant to the little bird Claire's situation right (laughs) like why don't you just add more things to make me feel more immersed and that that's probably my biggest gripe about this game I didn't dislike it but I didn't like it yeah Um, like it was
1: just like there there were areas that could have been improved I think to have made for a more like enriching experience you know for Claire yeah. Um, Claire the character and made you feel more like Aww! at that ending. Like you, you understand the implications the for Claire. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I, I think that that was a miss. It doesn't take away from it. It's very cute. It's very fun to play. It's very wholesome. It's very bright and colorful. So if you, if you want something quick to play that's, you know, has some
0: feel cute good. messages in
1: it makes you feel yeah. good, then absolutely. You know, I would recommend a short hike to to folks. But not yeah. if you're looking for something that's gonna bend your heartstrings in in any which way, because even or though it'll give it, your yeah your it,
0: intelligence kind
1: exactly, of thing, yeah. it's not challenging in that way. It'll just give you a little tug um, on the heartstrings, which I think is is good.
0: Yeah, but you did bring up a, a good point in that episode we recorded. Is that not all games are there just to make you feel right and or Im- get immersed? But right. at the same time, like if you're going to have a feel good game, you want the player to that's fair feel good the most part and make things make sense that's make it fair. make sense developer <laughs> yes no that's
1: that's that's very fair that's that's a very fair point point. and i th- i think that that's really just a matter of you know maybe they they aimed and they missed they missed the mark and uh, if that doesn't really make it a bad game it's just you know that there know. were some there were some missed opportunities there i think that yeah. that could have been capitalized on better and, and then
0: oh go ahead oh, Oh, I was just going to move us into the next section unless
1: you uh, have yeah. anything oh, more to add. Yeah,
0: same thing. Yeah. All right, you
1: go. Then you do it. <laughs> Please, by all means,
0: go. You know, since we're talking about capitalizing, let's capitalize on this moment to plug in two people that we recently had on our podcast for a live stream on. Well, Claire's well Twitch
1: channel.
0: done. Uh, well it done. was Chad, our friend Chadwick from Chadwick Live of Facebook Gaming. I think mm-hmm. that's. That's correct, right? Facebook. Yeah, gaming. Chad it's would not meta, It's not meta. gaming yet. No,
1: it's still Facebook <laughs> is still an independent tool.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a tool indeed. Yeah, uh- <laughs>
1: <it>. <laughs> so are you.
0: Hey, don't compare me to Zuck. <laughs> your overlord, um, <laughs> my man, lord and as savior,
1: <laughs> well,
0: as well as your really good friend Katie from White Stag Publishing. Amazing, amazing website and a store uh, where you can purchase a lot of cool things that are related to poetry. Yeah, i, I got that right, right.
1: Yeah, you can buy their the their uh, various uh, lit magazines that they've mm-hmm. that they've done throughout the years. I don't know if all of them are available, but White Sag's well, been around for almost ten years now. I think I think they launched in mm, no, they launched I think in 2013 or 2014. But yeah, Katie's been one of the the co editors there for years, and she's also, as everyone knows now, a very dedicated Halo player. So we were very fortunate to have Chadwick and Katie join us for honestly what was a very
0: Rousing discussion. Uh, Rousing,
1: riveting discussion. While we all sat in a hot tub in Valheim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was over the topic of toxicity in the gaming community. I know it's mm-hmm. definitely outside of our you know usual affair. Yeah, our bread and butter, which is just talking about the stories of video games and the characters, et cetera. But Claire and I felt like this is such an important thing to discuss, especially because it's more commonplace now. I mean, there's to- toxicity everywhere. Right. Even when we were playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Back Call of we Duty. in middle school and high school and, you know, just saying terrible things. But it just seems uh, to have increased over the decades. So we thought yes. it was a good point in time to bring this front and center, to address it, and just to see what other people thought and how to to go about either resolving or making changes and, you know, living in what we call the gaming culture as of today.
1: Yes. Especially at a time when, you know, some, some big shooters were coming out this year. I know that uh, Warzone getting a massive update. I think tomorrow. knife. Fortnite. And then we have Halo, the Halo multiplayer surprise launched a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's, there's a lot happening right now in the competitive space. And, uh, I think, you know, all the more reason and and time to be talking about this and especially including, you know, Chadwick, who is a Warzone streamer predominantly, and then Katie, who's comes with that perspective as a a female gamer, along with myself and, you know, the experiences we've had in the competitive um, space and being able to, I think, have those constructive conversations is is the first step to creating some meaningful uh, dialogue and change.
0: Yeah, definitely a fun episode. Give it a listen if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Seriously, uh, and it was it was a live stream on Claire's Twitch channel. It was pretty mm-hmm. cool. We had tons of people in there uh, a lot listening of fun. in and giving their opinions and thoughts. I was just gonna say it was pretty cool because a lot of people had different, you know, various yes. opinions, and you know, there wasn't an, an echo chamber, which I was afraid of. Like, yeah, we should all just ban or a riot or you know yeah. boycott, which you know wasn't right. the case, which is good.
1: Yeah, but it was also uh, I it, it was. Wonderful to me to see that that people felt safe to share you know their own experiences of, of what had happened to them there were there were people in chat talking about things that people had said to them like other women or what, what had been said to them yeah being a female we even had some gamers of color who talked about their experiences with racism in those mm-hmm. kinds of lobbies so the fact that we were able to create a space where we were where people felt comfortable talking about that experience and wanted to share that with us it wasn't lost on me how important that is and you know that that level of trust that we we have with our community so big shout out to you guys too that that came and listened and and shared and you know felt brave enough to share and you know Mm -hmm. your experiences are valid and i hope it's my goal and i think that it's the ta's goal as well that when we're in these spaces we want to make sure there is inclusive and fun for everybody
0: and uh fair warning if you're gonna if you're going to listen to the episode there's a lot of uh (laughs) (laughs) Viking-speak.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the price you pay for sitting in a hot tub in, in Viking uh, Purgatory. Yeah, with us, especially. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's definitely one of my favorite episodes we've recorded so far. So absolutely yeah, listen time. to it.
0: Yeah. All right, so moving on. There was a ton of games that came out in the last, what, two to three years, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's a bajillion-dollar market, as we know now know of. And we played a lot of video games that we find it. Too riveting to right. discuss. Yeah. True. <laughs> you know? Uh so yeah, Claire, what were some games throughout the years mm-hmm. or last two? Years, well, that you played
1: Uh I played uh so I would say the first game that one that actually came out in 2021 that I played actually by your recommendation was mm-hmm. uh, Eastward, which is like a <laughs> you wouldn't call that a side scroller. What
0: what style of game would you would you call that? It, it, definitely a top-down Zelda yeah, a top-down.
1: style. Yeah, it's it's like a top-down style game which I think it's wonderful that that the those styles of games are still being made and that they they still have mm-hmm. um, a wider audience, even if it's, you know, mostly for the nostalgia factor, but it's, it's a beautiful world. The dialogue I thought was, was very fun. It's kind of a, and I'm not going to spoil much because it, I think it'd be great for people to play, but it's, it's very much like a hairy dad trope kind of game. Like, you know, you have Kratos and Atreus, you have Joel and Ellie, Joel and Ellie you, yeah. you know, you have Logan and fucking what's her face and, you know, any sorts, uh, uh, there's, there's so many of them and it's hard after a while to do something different. But what I loved about this is that John, like kind of the hairy dad trope figure is not like the gruff and mean and cold hairy dad figure that needs to be softened. He's automatically, he doesn't speak. He's like a a nonverbal character, but he's very warm. He's very caring. He's very kind of owns Mm -hmm. his role as a, as a Mm -hmm. father.
0: It's basically Joel in Last of Us 2 versus Joel in Last yeah. of Us 1.
1: <laughs> yeah, to, to some extent. But I think that it's a it's a really fun game. There's some, I, I thought the puzzles, because it's very like, uh, almost like, you know, you're going into a temple to solve the puzzles kind of uh, thing. So I thought that that was a really uh, fun game. I played it on the Switch. But I think the best game that I played this year and uh, which Josh and I will be making an episode on uh, Mm -hmm. sometime in the new year and a recommendation from Katie if you listened on our last episode was Spiritfarer. Mm -hmm. Um, That actually came out towards the end of last year. It's arguably one of the most painful and cathartic games I've ever played. Like The amount of crying and just emotional turmoil that I went through playing that game, which is marketed as, you know, this wholesome side scroller. It's, it's, uh, they call it the developer's summary of the game is a cozy management game about dying. And that's really all I want to say about it because mm-hmm. I feel like people should take the time to play it. For Again, for the, for the catharsis I think that it provides, I think that it's something that, that everybody can relate to in some way, because if the subject matter is death, every single one of us is, is touched by that, mm-hmm. you know, can, can glean something from it. But it's also very calming and relaxing. Because it's, it's one of those management games. It's like, you know, Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing in the sense yeah. that, you know, you're you're growing crops and you're, you know, feeding your animals and you're tending to the people on your ship and you're making sure people are fed and you're doing everything that you're managing. But the music is lovely. The, the characters are interesting. The dialogue is fantastic. And it's a must. It, it really is a must for me.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going to definitely play it soon since, like you said, we're going to make an episode on it. It's definitely a very interesting topic because... You're not like a grim reaper or anything. No,
1: no. You're the, the spirit <laughs> yeah. fair is, is it's reminiscent of um and, and this is gonna sound really dark, but in, in Dante's Inferno, there's um mm. it's Karen or Charon. I always forget how to spell it, but like the the uh soul the or like the spirits like supervisor that guides that well <laughs> yeah. he, he carries the spirits on his boats and takes them across the river Styx into yeah. the afterlife. And Mm -hmm. so that's, it's kind of like the similar concept. Like you actually meet that character at the beginning of the game and you take on this role of, you know, you have this boat and you're, you're, you know, ushering spirits into the afterlife, but it's, it's a little bit more complex than that because it's not just about loading them onto the, onto your boat. And there they go. There's a lot that has to happen first. And uh, you seeing the characters develop in that way through that side scroller. And it's also very interesting because the game was entirely hand animated, which you don't Mm -hmm. see, you don't see a whole lot of hand animation much in general anymore. So done in a game setting, it's, it's very beautiful.
0: It really. Yeah, it's a really nice looking game. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Definitely interested in that. Uh, hope you guys are interested too and wait for the episode of the discussion on it. Spirit. Yeah. Fair. Spirit. fair. As for me, let's see, in terms of what I played recently, the, a lot of them aren't story games. Like, I played FIFA, I played the mm-hmm. MLB show. It's a lot right. of sports games. World of Warcraft, because they have the expansion Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. Oh, Back for Blood. But anyway, I think the probably the most prominent game in, that sticks out in my mind, and you've played it too as well, right, Claire? It's a Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes. Um, And obviously, yes. Square Enix is doing it very interestingly in the sense that doing it in an episodic format so the game will be chopped up and I definitely don't like that but at the same time yeah. whatever you know m- have to make money sure yeah. <laughs> money makes video games um, but yeah anyway so Final Fantasy 7 remake super uh, I guess what I really enjoyed is just the nostalgia factor and seeing all the blocky pixelated characters that I loved when shit when did that game come out was 98 holy fuck uh, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah 98, 98. 98. 98, Ninety-seven, yeah, holy fuck, we were just mm-hmm. anyway, just seeing them in full, fully developed, fleshed-out characters like modern-day art, mm-hmm. digital art. So it just looked really cool, and then they added. A lot of interesting tidbits, like the whole, and this is a spoiler, the whole Jesse interaction with Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Home, homewrecker. All yeah. I got to say is that she got what was coming to her. <laughs> <You're>, um, <bitch. laughs> team, team, hashtag Team Tifa. But other than that, yeah, <laughs> <Team> I haven't. <laughs> no, always, ever since I was a kid, I was like, yeah, big. I mean, big, true, big.
1: true. I, I'm with you there. I don't like wreckers.
0: It's fucking rude. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Anyway, mm-mm. so I really enjoyed that if if you played Final Fantasy when you were a kid like like I did, you'll really enjoy this remake be- and it's not a remaster, so it's just it's not like the same style. Um, yeah, no,
1: they were very they were very like, like conscientious live. about the words yeah. they used. They didn't use remake or a remaster. They used said remake, you know, so yeah. it's a whole and uh, you know, Ground for someone up. yeah, and for someone like me, who I had never played the original uh, Final Fantasy VII, so this was like my first oh, foray. <laughs> yeah, I did not. But I mean, it's it was awesome, and uh, it, it was actually I think the first game I played at the start of the pandemic, getting to know Cloud and trying to get to the root of you know why he's such a a moody, angsty badass. Way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and that and Bad, that, yeah, and you
0: angsty, know. yeah.
1: but uh, like it's it's a lot of fun. The characters are fun. Um, it, it it kind of and I know that's not this isn't the right response, but it, it's like it makes me curious like to want to play the original one because I want to be you able should. to compare contrast like you know the differences even at least like graphically and how much the game has evolved.
0: Yeah, I mean in terms of graphics, yeah, of course FF Seven Remake is going to blow it is going to blow, the blow it out of the F- park, you know? of course. Yeah, but it's twenty the- years later. <laughs> The amazing thing that the original Final Fantasy VII did is that it built on one of the more popular Final Fantasies, which is 3 and 6, and just made it more fun. The combat was a little mm-hmm. bit different, and it was just really exciting. Uh, the mm-hmm. story was very cliche, but they did it, and it, there's no voice acting in the original one, obviously, because it's right. back in 98. Yeah. Uh, but they, they did it so well. The dialogue was translated really well. In comparison to Final Fantasy Tactics, which was translated extremely poorly, but it has became mm-hmm. a cult fa- has has got a cult following because of its because of that. shitty translation. <laughs> so, of course, right? Shit. But I, I, w- would I recommend you playing the original one? I would say no, but I mm-hmm. think you should. Mm-hmm. It's a lot it's a hell of a lot harder. So yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs>
1: warn you. I, I, I imagine that it would be shit. Like we'll we'll yeah. see if I ever develop the emotional capacity to handle something that's ridiculously hard.
0: <laughs> what so, else yeah. you got for me hmm so other games that we played and this one I, i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot you one mm-hmm. where we a blast from the past we played life is strange a long long oh, time we ago, sure many did. Moons ago but it's one that we actually didn't discuss and funnily enough i think that's a word it's not like, go on but it sounds good right anyway so- <laughs> <laughs> shut up english master um <laughs> Life is Strange was one of the first games Claire and I actually talked about together. We were working at the same job or same company Mm -hmm. and it just blew our minds and how much you could feel, think, all the different actions you could take, all the different dialogues Mm -hmm. you could choose and just trying to, you know, make your own path, almost Mm -hmm. like trailblazing your own way, like in Firewatch to... Figuring out what the best, <laughs> but best uh, ending is, right? Yes. And I don't want to give any spoilers on Life is Strange because it's near and dear to my heart. But yeah, definitely, definitely play that game. Yeah, Shoot. we should
1: be clear—we're talking about the first Life is Strange. Yeah, yes, uh, yes. I yeah, know I there's been strange. there's did, been a couple since the then. One. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. Or I played before the storm, which was supposed to be the prequel to the first Life is Strange. Ah, yes. But, which I I actually thought was pretty good, and I would recommend you play um, when you get when you get around to it.
0: Is this a game that you also teach in class too, or has uh, been yes, replaced? I
1: teach? No, I, I I still teach. Life is strange. Awesome. So, uh, it, depending on how I overhaul the class for the next cycle, because I am planning on on revamping a lot of the titles that we talk about.
0: Yeah, you got to keep things fresh.
1: Yeah, exactly. Got to keep things fresh. So you know whether or not life is strange hangs around for this the next cycle is is unclear as of yet. But uh, it certainly won't be removed forever. You know, I'm sure that I'll be cycling things in and out in the future. Yeah, life is strange for sure. We also, on that same token of of games that I teach in the class, there is the Davy Readon collection. Davy Readon, the developer of Stanley's Parable and the Beginner's mm. Guide.
0: Mm, yes. Which Top was five rooted in me. you.
1: Top five yes. for you. Tell us why. <laughs>
0: Top five for me. Holy crap. Like mm. <laughs> this is probably the first PC game where well speaking on, on Stanley Parable, where I enjoyed the dialogue so much that I just didn't want it to stop. Right. It felt like I was just going through a story that uh-huh. should never end. I'll just say it, that that's it. That it's yeah. just such a good storytelling game. And you're not you're not really doing anything. No, you're not. You're and not, I always worry about those kind of games, right? Or you just sit there and kind of like Firewatch, yeah. you, you're worried that you don't really have to do much mm-hmm. or travel around or pick up shit or mm-hmm. kill monsters or whatever. And this and uh, his other game, uh, The Beginner's Guide, is it The Beginner's Guide or Beginner's Guide? Anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm not
1: sure, actually.
0: That's a good question. Yeah, either way, uh, Stanley Par- The Stanley Parable and Beginner's Guide. Oh, mm-hmm. man.
1: Those are absolutely worth playing, and I think that it's important True to gems. play, even though they're not related story-wise. I think that what you get out of the beginner's guide is pretty contingent on what on on playing Stanley the Stanley Parable. So definitely, you should be playing that and playing the beginner's guide afterwards. So, well, I mean, we'll get to it, but it is on our list of games to to shoot for in in season two.
0: Oh yeah, if there's a game other than Spiritfarer that we will discuss in an episode, it's definitely Beginner's guide and the Stanley Parable, so yeah, look out. absolutely.
1: Yeah. Keep on the lookout. And the last game that that I want to talk about in in this segment is actually a game Replay. that I just yeah just finished a, a lecture series on uh, on stream, which is Red Dead Redemption Two. It was such a good one game. such a good game. Honestly, one of I would venture to say one of the best one of the best games ever made. Truly, than um, the first Red Dead,
0: Mr. Yes, Mars, Mr. Marsden.
1: I would say yes, and not that doesn't mean that Red Dead One is bad, but I think the character development mm-hmm. that you get out of Arthur Morgan, and well, not just Arthur Morgan, but the remain the the other characters in the gang, because mm-hmm. Arthur's not the only one that you become attached to. There are other characters with incredible stories yeah. and development. And that you really learn their story. But the story of the game is one that you make for it. And what I mean by that, without you know delving too much into it, because people should play it, but a lot of the, the storytelling and a lot of the development that you get from the characters is by sitting around in the camp and listening to their dialogue. Mm-hmm, because they, they move around, they interact with each other, they interact with you, and you learn a lot about them in this way. And you learn a lot about their history with Arthur in this way. And you learn a lot about Arthur as you, you know, taking him around and doing story missions and side quests. But if you only play the story missions of Red Dead 2, and you don't interact with camping, you're just like, you know, trying to get from point A to point B to point C, it's still a great game, but there's so much that gets missed. There's so much content that is lost and it's tragic. I have played through Red Dead 2 five or six times, literally from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I learn something new every single time that I play it. Every single well, that, time.
0: That's just kind of a, a result of playing an open world game like that. Yes. You're, you're not going to get everything through the first go around.
1: Yeah, but uh, even through the fifth go around, like I still hadn't gotten <laughs> through everything. They, yeah. There's so much content in this game, and there's so much that can be missed without even trying to miss it. But the way that they make you care about Arthur and the way that they make you care about the people in the, in the, the other people in this story and mm-hmm. just the fucking gorgeous world that they have realized mm-hmm. is uh, like there are so many places you can just like, you know, ride up onto a mountain. You're, you're on your horse and you can just ride up into the mountain and it's sunrise and you'll just sit there looking at that sunrise for like 10 minutes because it's just fucking gorgeous.
0: Yeah, they they really did do a good honor to the spaghetti westerns.
1: That yeah, were... it's a beautiful homage to the spaghetti western. Mm. Like that that game is to the spaghetti western what Ghost of Tsushima is to the the course, Kurosawa yeah. samurai yeah. film. They honor them in a, in a really great way while also feeling brave enough to venture out on their own. And I don't want to say that, that Red Dead 2 is a massive departure from what Rockstar normally does, but Grand Theft Auto versus Red Dead, it's like night and day, really. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: modern you know. day gangster crime, crime yeah. lords, and then Spaghetti Western.
1: <laughs> and then Spaghetti Western, you know, uh, Grand Theft Horse, as, as they often call it. But it, it's not the same, like you know, grimy city underbelly sort of tone. Like people, there's a great line in Red Dead Two where you're talking to one of the characters, and she talks about hearts are rarely pure. Like there, no one is is fully good, and no one is fully evil. No one is fully good, and no one is fully bad. You know, they, we we're all kind of this blend of both, and that's mm-hmm. what Arthur Morgan is. He's a blend of both. He does bad things, but he he still you know cares a lot about people he cares a lot about the people close to him and he still has like a moral code that he ascribes himself to <laughs>
0: Yeah, as so, the player, you kind of look the other way. You're like, you know what? I'm shooting this person, taking yeah. his money and supplies, but it's for the betterment of my crew. So exactly. I'm okay with
1: this. Exactly. Know? Also, this guy killed his wife, so fuck him anyway.
0: But yeah, yeah. I've Red Dead Redemption 2, amazing game. Claire played it on her channel. Sure did. Her, uh, or Replayed it, so that would be the, either the fifth or sixth time, and I mm-hmm. believe she also teaches this in her class.
1: Uh, um, yes, I do. It and- started a couple years ago, yes.
0: Yeah, definitely check the VODs. There's definitely some moments where you yeah. know, me speaking and giving my insight onto certain scenes where the character development is pretty crucial and the actions mm-hmm. and things that Claire decides as Arthur. Uh, because mm-hmm. she brings up a good point as well, because you could choose to be good or bad. There's this bar, right? It's red or blue. Like mm-hmm. things, things that you do good or yep. bad. Yep. And it, you can either be like a, a nice criminal or a really fucked or
1: yeah the honor system yeah you could be a total scumbag yeah it's a 25 part series most of the vods are still on twitch but they do go away after a while so i'm thinking i might i might post the whole vod series on youtube um i was about
0: to say youtube
1: yeah i need to i need to utilize youtube more for the vods uh so we shall see Yeah. um there yeah, oh, yeah. There were some fantastic discussions there, and I am still working on posting um, a TikTok series, like little three-minute bursts where we mm-hmm. highlight some, you know, major uh, story moments in the game, and you know, I'll, I throw in my my brief two cents. So uh, keep or an eye on my losing TikTok. Losing
0: brain cells.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> or it, so you'll see those on uh, TikTok or Instagram, wherever you get your um, your short form content.
0: Mm-hmm. That Speaking of your us channel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> good one. Uh, shameless plug for my channel, which you all should follow, uh, twitch.tv slash professor underscore Claire, C-L-A-R-E, no I. Don't put it there or you're dead to me.
0: So Craig should be spelled without an I, got it.
1: Yes, Craig, Craig. Craig, Craig. 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 So we got to talk about it. Uh, so there were a few games that Josh and I had the wonderful pleasure to to play together this year. And I think the number one amongst them would have to be it takes
0: two. Eco Park. Oh.
1: Oh. Oh! <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Well, this is. Yeah. Awkward.
0: Well, you know, Pico Park, riveting story, amazing discussion we had live. Uh-huh. Along with <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> a million yeah. brains. A million brain cells, cells lost, lost that night. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: The tragedy that was that was the TA's sanity. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, completely a thousand percent agree that It Takes Two was the funnest game that we played on your stream live. And Ugh. it was really cool because although we were having fun and yelling at each other and talking shit and, you know, going through the story, there was definitely moments where we we sat there and talked about it, mm-hmm. and, and what was going on and yeah, our feelings and thoughts. And man, It Takes Two, it's a, there's a reason why it won Game of the Year for 2021. Yes, and yes, I'll fight there is anybody that says otherwise. Like what, oh, yeah. what other game came close?
1: Oh, Tell it me. was it's n- nothing. Nothing came close. And it, it's such a unique kind of game too. Like the it's so like it, there's like these different like areas within the game, so you're getting like a different I think in that way it keeps itself fresh. And even though it's a very traditional story of like, you know, mom mm-hmm. and dad don't like each other and, you know, oh, mom and dad are on a journey to love each other again due to the Silly antics of fucking Senor Libro. Um, Senor Libro, my man. My man. My (laughs) signore. My essay. For love. Uh, Yeah, he was. What a character he was. Uh, But.
0: (laughs) Yes. The biggest douchebag I've ever seen in a game that I love.
1: Oh, truly. And I think more than anything, I think what. I, the one of the main reasons I loved it, and not to get sappy on here, because obviously I'm not a sappy person, but getting to play it with someone, not necessarily a love interest, but somebody that you really care about, that it like whether it's a good friend or even if it's a significant other, like whatever it is, I think that that makes it so much better because you're enjoying this experience, you're laughing together, you really do have to work together from a mechanical standpoint to yeah. make things happen. And it requires a lot of communication. It requires strategy. It's not hard, but you definitely do have to work together to, to make it happen. And it just made it so fun doing that with Josh. Yeah. Like the, the VODs are are still golden yeah. to me.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. And like you just mentioned, the tactics of, of communication being in mm-hmm. sync compromise. It's crazy because the whole theme of it takes two is, is love. And mm-hmm. I think it's funny that the tactics were the the keys to love, right? Mm-hmm. Compromise, communication, being on the same page. If you fight, you know, just fight and fight for what you believe in and right. also supporting each other. And that's what a relationship, to me, that's that's what I think a relationship needs, right? You need to be able to mm-hmm. avoid, be your independent person and, you know, also work with the other person that you want to be with, your significant other.
1: Right. It's so, so true.
0: It's such a good game. Oh, <laughs> like,
1: wow. God, it's good. How, God, how they make
0: good. a game about a relationship be so freaking fun? And <sighs> it was. That's fun. all I'll say about it because, of, oh man, no, I don't want to spoil that game. It, it,
1: yeah, you absolutely fun. should play it. And you know what? And it, honestly, and I, I mean this in all sincerity if you need someone to play it with because you don't have someone to play it with, holler. I will hey, play just, it with you. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. Self care, <Don't> baby. Contact, <laughs> don't contact Josh, is what we should take away from this. Self-care. Um, Self-care, Self, baby! Self-love! Jesus Christ, I don't know this why was, I don't fire you. Anyway,
0: so anyway, People Park was another game that we played together. <laughs> we don't have to speak too much about this. Uh, <laughs> I was really happy Mango was also there to join, <laughs> to join in on the... Uh, my massive loss of sanity. If and you don't
1: life. know what he Be means, question- check the VOD. We're not going yeah. into it.
0: <laughs> Be questioning why I'm friends with Claire. <laughs> that was definitely one of the most challenging times. <laughs> in our friendship. Like, <laughs> in our friendship. Like, why, why am I friends with you?
1: I think, you know, uh, not to put Josh too on the spot here, but it is the first time I have ever heard him say in all sincerity, he meant it with every fiber of his being. Oh, oh, is it? Why must you fuck me so hard without any lube? And he (laughs) said it without hesitation, and he meant every word of it because I hurt him
0: so deeply. (laughs) Anyway, if you want a good laugh (laughs) to a game that we played together... has that no is the story game. has no objective just to get your only objective is to solve the puzzles. Yeah, together. it's just a
1: fun, it's a fun little puzzle game that you can get through it in an hour or two, I think, if you play it with two people, but you can play it with up to eight, right?
0: I believe eight, yeah. And yeah. honestly, that was probably one of the funnest times I've I've had this year because me too. Not only was it with my good friend Claire, but oh. it was we were just laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. And everybody in chat was like, oh my God.
1: Yeah the people in chat were were judging We're judging a little bit i not that i can blame them but uh yeah anyway another
0: another game that we played together and this is the, probably the most recent game we played together other than uh we actually haven't played infinite yet no uh, but it's just multiplayer since infinite right. did you did you hear that infinite's co-op campaign is delayed till may
1: yeah i did hear we, I, we could I have a whole s- episode of that i'm so mad dude I'm i so am so mad
0: dude i don't know how bungie could have fucked up the xbox launch this bad this you game mean, was supposed to be you mean three four three oh three four three sorry sorry oh, oh rest how in peace you. Bungie for halo because uh, they're all Shoot. about destiny
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like they they really should have just waited like i i would have th- but they wanted so bad to for it to be the holiday season and it's like y'all like you, you you have to it to me it feels like you're releasing like a an unfinished game like how do you not have co-op is like i I've always there wanted, it's, yeah, it's always been there, there.
0: Like so, how can I enjoy the holidays with a friend online in person or
1: yeah. 100
0: or 1000 miles away like you I can't I can't even fucking play the campaign with you.
1: Yeah. And there's <laughs> even like been some complaints against the multiplayer because it's so thin right now. There's really only like well, yeah, uh, that's on quick cool. play. Uh, you know, quick play is is still randomized. You can only play sl- the like ranked is also randomized. It's like I just want to play me some Slayer, bro. I just want to play a little fucking Slayer. That's all that I ever yeah. do. That's what I'm made for. Anyway, Before sorry.
0: Did mention that what they're calling it's, the an extended beta.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> that <the, laughs> like yeah, and it's supposed to. I, I have read that they're supposed to launch more game types by the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. fingers crossed on that. But we are on a complete tangent. A way out. Go ahead, Josh.
0: A ah, way out of this conversation. I don't wow. know. Maybe I could just just leave this. Wow. <laughs> just I, fucking kidding. I fucking hate you. I <laughs> fuck. But yes, a way out. Another game that we played. I think that's the last game we played together on your stream. Yes. So fun. Such a fun game because you're mm-hmm. just these two dudes trying to find a way out of prison. Uh I don't I don't I don't want to spoil the recipe because, man, I was kind of surprised with the ending. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The ending the ending was definitely a twist. Everything up to that point is very Shawshanky. It feels a lot like Shawshank Redemption, honestly, especially in kind of the escape sequences. But I, think I
0: mentioned that in the interview actually, like they took yeah, a lot of the they were uh, very inspired by Shawshank. Yeah, it's inspiration very clear. From
1: shopping, yeah. And like that's okay. I thought it was a really nice homage. But it yeah, it's a great story. It is cliche in a sense, but like the pacing is very. really good. The ending like threw all through both of us for a loop. We didn't see that coming. And there's a couple of different endings depending on on how uh, you handle some of the end game content. So yeah. Certainly recommended if you have a buddy to play it with. I I think that it works best when you're playing with a friend.
0: Definitely. It's on the similar vein of It Takes Two where you got to communicate, compromise, and figure out how to complete the objective together. And this one's really cool because it has, like she said, Shawshank, but also very... It kind of made me feel like I was playing GTA too.
1: Yeah, it does have some GTA vibes as well.
0: Doing yeah. crime, doing yeah. bad stuff, doing hood rat things with my friends.
1: Doing, yeah, crimes and <laughs> shit. And,
0: wow. uh. We call her crimes, crime, yeah. crime.
1: That blue, yeah, that get down into the dirt crime. Yeah. Yeah. And then that brings us, uh, finally to Back for Blood, uh, Ooh, which yeah. launched back in October. Uh, we're recording this at the beginning of December.
0: We didn't play it together until November.
1: I thought we played it together just before that. We played it shortly before Halloween.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we did. Yeah, that's right, yeah we did. Right.
1: We played a couple of times. And uh I we have not uh, no, we have not yet completed it together. It, it is a lot of fun though, I will say that.
0: Yeah. If you like Left for Dead, Left for Dead 2, it's it's, just, it's by the same developers, same creators, but it just looks amazing and oh, man, it's like an upgrade. Yeah, like it's a major upgrade. you want from Left 4 Dead 2, but just like times 10. It's like, whoa, yeah. this is so cool.
1: It's really yeah. fun. Very, very visceral. It's very like, it's it's pretty straightforward. The mechanics are yeah. difficult. FBI it's very point and shoot. Yeah. You know, who doesn't love a good zombie killer? It's a point, shoot, blow the shit out of them. Like, can't get enough of it.
0: It's what um, Walking Dead should have been.
1: It, it really is. I would agree. You know, where's Negan when you need him?
0: I know. How dare you, I know. Glenn? Glenn. Glenn.
1: <laughs> Glenn, oh Glenn! That's Glenn. a big old rip. Yeah, let's uh, pour one oh, out for I'm our boy so, Glenn.
0: You know, I stopped watching that show after that happened. I did like, too. I did. Too. I, I I like, did. No yeah. More.
1: <laughs> but uh, I had read the comics, so I knew it was coming. Um, oh. Like I read the comics for a long; I read them all the way up to the end, so I, I know the story. But it just got to a point where they weren't really ho- paying homage to the the comics anymore. And
0: oh, really? They went. They all went off. Base. They
1: went totally off script. Like it, it, I actually kept going until they killed Carl, and then when they killed off Carl, I was like, "I'm done." Like the, Oh you,
0: wow! Yeah. Well, you know what? Since I didn't know that, well. Oh. I'm yeah, glad I didn't well, watch the rest of it then. Yeah, they I killed off that. Carl,
1: and then in season nine, uh, like Rick. Well, well, and then they then Rick Grimes left the show. Like the lead oh, character, yeah, he's not. Did he, he didn't die. All? No, he <gasps> didn't die. But he got taken away somewhere, and then it's just like, well, you've you've killed off all of the main characters except for Daryl. And it's just like, it felt like I, it's like, I, you can't get me interested in Long these other characters. Yeah, seriously. Like, bless his soul. But like, you can't get me interested in other characters. Michonne eventually left as well. Oh. Like, you can't get me interested in new characters in season 10. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, I understand that characters have to die. Like, I get that. But like, you're killing off everybody. And, like, for a lot of them, it was just a story decision. It wasn't because, like, oh, the actor, you know, has decided that they want to do something else. That's one thing. But, like, yeah. they killed off Carl just for the sake of killing Carl. And it's like, why? What did that mm-hmm. do story-wise? <laughs> also, because he makes it to the very end of the comics. Spoiler alert if you haven't read the comics. So it's like, why did you kill off what, who's supposed to be one of the most critical characters? And I, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's my soapbox. Like, I have feelings yeah. about it,
0: obviously. I'm glad I didn't continue watching it. Anyway. And way anyway, we went off base just like The Walking Dead did. Yeah, what a tangent! Reeling it back in.
1: Yeah, what a tangent! And then that brings us to what's coming next year: games that we are planning Ooh, to uh, to play and discuss season in season two. Oh, I cannot wait for season two. Oh so man! We have, so we
0: have heavy hitters coming.
1: There are some. Ba- we have some awesome games coming in 2022. So a mm-hmm. lot of the games that we're planning on playing are new to the scene Uh, we are expecting to come out soon and some of them have already been out and you know we for whatever reason we haven't gotten around to playing them but we are looking forward to playing them yeah and uh go ahead start us off josh
0: no i was just going to say that uh we mentioned them earlier stanley's parable beginner's guide spirit fair those are all games that we are either playing or have played Um, Mm -hmm. and maybe eastward and definitely, we want to discuss about those games in, yes. in, the, next, in the next season.
1: Totally. So yeah. we the first we have actually a good chunk of games on this list. We have God of War Ragnarok.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Oh my of War.
1: god! I cannot wait for that one. I loved the way that that they have that Santa Monica Studios is you know departed from how the God of War story presented itself, and now doing it in this. You know, I think they took a massive risk in taking it in the direction that they chose to take it. Yeah. Because so Kratos was so beloved by so many people for, you yeah. know, the the kind of like just the the massive killing spree that that we knew him for, and then choose to be like, "No, you know what? We're going to give him feels and we're, we're going to give him a son <laughs> and yeah. we're going to make you traipse across Nordic uh landscapes and yeah. feel what they feel." That was a huge risk. And they just knocked that they shit out of the it. park. They killed it. So I think just the general excitement now that people have for Ragnarok is, it's going to be dope. I have just no doubt in my mind that it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were both concerned, like, oh, how are you going to go from a game, God of God of War 1, 2, and 3, to yeah. uh, a game that has, a, you You have a kid now. How yes. is that going to even make sense? Yeah. Especially because, like, <laughs> man, Kratos is just such a badass and warmonger. He is. Warmonger, so. yeah. And anyway, like he, yeah. they
1: they kept him as a bad... like he was still a badass. He was just a badass with feelings, and I thought that that was great. It was so well done. We so I'm really excited to talk about Ragnarok. That will yeah. be launching, I believe, in the spring, 2022. So you will be hearing from us sometime in the spring. I don't and know then if
0: the next game is going to be coming out in the spring, unless yes, you
1: have- it's coming out in February. To to my knowledge, okay. I believe like February 22nd. So the the next okay. game on that list, which. I absolutely cannot fucking wait for. Hit us with it. Horizon Forbidden West. (coughs) The sequel to the much-beloved, much-praised Horizon Zero Dawn, which came from Killzone, or which came from Guerrilla Games, which we were talking about, the the creators of Killzone. I cannot, when they announced this, because they announced Horizon Forbidden West along with the reveal of the PS5, uh, so this was back... This was like like, two or three years ago. This was uh, like, I believe it was like the spring or summer of 2020. And I screamed. I started screaming because they had, uh, Gorilla had said that they, they didn't have any plans for a sequel and, you know, don't get excited for it. Like it's, it's not on our radar to do a sequel. So when they played, it was just kind of like a, a reveal trailer for it, not really any gameplay, but I just went off the rails. Like, mm. I started screaming, I started crying, I was just so excited. Like, i it's one of my all-time favorite games. Because it's such a like uh, Aloy is such an endearing and fun and relatable character. She's mm-hmm. one of the first non-sexualized female protagonists that I fell in love with as a character. Voice of
0: Chloe from yeah. Life is Strange. Yeah,
1: voice of Ashley Birch, who I think we just collectively love anyway for for her voice work across games. Yeah, because she's done. She did Life is Strange. She's also Tiny Tina in Borderlands. Oh yeah, many others. <laughs> She's like the female Troy Baker, Nolan North combo. She's just, you'll find her in everything. So love her for, this, for this. this. So excited. And then as we mentioned, uh, we're going to hit Spirit Spiritfarer and then Stanley's Parable in the Beginner's Guide, which I'm really excited about. So Josh has yet to play Spirit Um So, yet. and I actually need to replay uh, Stanley's Parable. I have not played Stanley's Parable in many years mm. so like it's it was long enough ago that i actually don't remember a whole lot of it like i remember you know a lot of the key things but i feel like it's one of those games that's like i remember the beginner's guide very clearly because i teach yeah. it all the time but not so much um stanley parable so i, was I think
0: going, i was gonna say that you don't even need to play beginner's guide more than once because it, once you play it it just yeah. It that's sits how there. good yeah. fucking dialogue is yeah it just sits there um it just sticks in your mind you're like what the fuck did i just play holy yes
1: shit. so we have spirit fair spirit fair will probably give its own episode of there's because there's so much content that i think that we we really could devote a lot of time to it and then of course we'll do we'll do a blend of stanley's parable in the in the beginner's guide mm-hmm. and then what else do we have coming in the pipeline my dear ta
0: Hmm, true true but before i get to the next few games i just want to mention that it's really funny that we're going to or not we're going to but hopefully we're going to discuss god of war ragnarok and horizon forbidden west when we haven't even made an episode about horizon zero dawn or the god of war on (laughs) ps4 so it's one. i'm wondering should we should we like on the the previous
1: game uh uh, on the previous episode of i mean i feel like there's a way that we could blend it in i feel like there is a way we could blend it into those respective episodes that we could sure. make it about both.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. All right, so, next games that uh we hope to discuss in season 2, it's one that I'm playing right now. It's called Deathloop has rave reviews. Deathloop. Um man, and it's made by a company that we're all very familiar of and for fucking up recently. Beth has the done... <laughs> But yeah, Deathloop uh I can't, I don't want to really spoil anything, but I've been playing it for the last two days, and it's been really fun. And the story yeah. is is cliche. Reminds me of the what's that with JGL, uh, loop Looper bloop.
1: bloop? Oh, uh, Looper, yeah. Looper, okay,
0: it is Looper. I was gonna yeah, say it one. is Looper. <laughs> looper, Looper, yeah. It, it reminds yeah, me of that's with that. uh,
1: JGL and uh, Bruce Willis, right?
0: Bruce fucking Willis, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember JGL for sure. But um, yeah, it, it just reminds me of that. that and that uh, oh fuck I keep forgetting that Tom Cruise Emily Blunt movie
1: Oh, uh Edge of Tomorrow.
0: Edge of Tomorrow. So, it feels like a splice between those two movies were made into this video game or like they took inspiration from both of those movies into this video game. And it's been really fun. Really fun. Yeah, the voice heard... acting is top-notch, dude. Oh. My
1: oh, well, wow. I've heard really good things about it. So, it's it's absolutely on my radar to play it very soon. Obviously, mm-hmm. before we talk about it, definitely some death loop in my future.
0: Yeah, and it has a lot of inspiration. Well, the gameplay and the mechanics have a lot of inspiration from uh, Fallout as well. So,
1: Oh, nice. That's, okay. it's even fun you, part. You yeah. know, say less. Say less. I'm on it.
0: Um, other games. Let's see. So what recently came out, was it this month or last month? I think it was last month. It was last uh, month. New Guardians of the Galaxy game.
1: Also heard that that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, because... Well, one thing, I was worried about this title because Square Enix fucked up that Marvel's Avengers game like mm. multiplayer game, and it was yeah. really bad. I heard. Um, so I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy title's going to s- really yeah. suck. They're going to fuck this one up royally. But Who, in, who did?
1: In, did Square Enix do Guardians as well?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, okay. I Is Square so, Enix yes. owned by Disney? No. Huh, okay. I just wonder <laughs> because they also did Kingdom Hearts and stuff, so it's like, do you just have a partnership with Disney or like... That you're doing Disney-owned stuff? Anyway, just curious.
0: I think if you, like, talk to Disney or, you know, you buy the rights or you're just like, hey, we would like mm-hmm. to make this game, you know, they're going to, yeah. obviously, let's take a cut of your profits.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's probably what happened. Uh, have you played Guardians yet?
0: I have not, but I purchased it on Black Friday, and it's being delivered tomorrow, actually. Oh, nice. So, but unfortunately, I will put that on the back burner because I'm having a lot of fun with Deathloop right now. So I will give you my thoughts on G-O-T-G, Guardians of the Galaxy after I finish Deathloop.
1: I mean, I look forward to it, but yes, Deathloop must come
0: first. Yeah, so those are two AAA studio titles that we're excited about talking since they already came out and we get to play them. Uh, So we can definitely prep for season two. But two indie games that I mentioned to Claire that I want her to to play is Road 96 and another indie game called 12 Minutes. I think Mm. Claire's definitely seen some gameplay of 12 Minutes since it got really popular on Twitch for some reason. Yeah, Um, And I was surprised it got popular on Twitch, which was really cool to see. It's Mm -hmm. always nice to see small indie companies like getting a lot of traction and and exposure. So yeah, those are two other games that we think we might make an episode on. Uh, Road ninety six being a a game where you're trying to escape a very bad country and you want to get to the border in twelve minutes. Like a how do you like Clue? No,
1: no, it feels very like I think it's like a supposed to be like a blend of like Groundhog Day and Clue. I think I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know that it has uh, Daisy Ridley, Willem Ah, Dafoe, and um, what's his name? (laughs) actor. <laughs> uh what's his name? Shit. Fuck. It's really going to kill me if I don't get it. I'm I'm googling it right now. I have to I have to know who it is.
0: James McAvoy.
1: James McAvoy. Thank you. It was re- I was if that was going to drive me nuts.
0: Professor X. Uh, <laughs>
1: Professor X, thank you. Um so, you know, just like already a killer voice cast and you know, I've heard some good things about it. So uh, there's mm. uh, the short of it is we have a lot of exciting content and this is by no means a full and complete list. I'm yeah, sure that we're going to This is all tentative, but we'll talk more about what our our goals and future is looking like for the podcast. But this is definitely just a taste of what we're hoping to hit for 2022.
0: And just a reminder to everybody is that we we have some busy lives and we are doing this as a hobby and a side project, just fun. Mm -hmm. And things might get delayed here and there, but we're actually going to really, really try harder for season
1: two. We're going to try harder and hopefully there's not other BS life things that get in the way, but
0: you never know. Speaking of BS life things. Oh God, you
1: are really taking these, these segues and <laughs> into places that I never intended.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's what we have to store. But yeah, speaking again of, uh, you know, shitty things that happen, we definitely learned a lot and gone through a lot, not just together as a podcast and as, as friends, but as individuals as well. So Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let Claire speak on that because I feel like she has the best uh, <laughs> you know, experience <laughs> yeah. to discuss on this.
1: Like I uh, said, we're recording this. This is the beginning of December, December 6th, actually.
0: December 6th, yeah.
1: December 6th, 2021. And you know, we're hoping to have this out to you uh, wonderful people by the end of the year, assuming that we get it edited, just knowing how we are as people. But yeah, uh, if you didn't listen to any of the Episode three, I think it was. Uh, that was no where fire I fire crotch. Yes, the fire crotch episode is when we had to talk about why we took about a six month hiatus. And um, the sad reality is, uh, at the end of December of last year, I was diagnosed with stage three endometrial cancer. That is cancer of the uterus. I had two tumors so massive, they weighed collectively about 20 pounds. So I had to have massive surgery to have them removed. It took about two and a half months to recover from that. And then as soon as I was recovered enough to like stand up and move around, I had to start chemo. And if you've ever had to do chemo in your life, then you know how much it sucks. If you've never had to do it, I would never wish it on my worst enemy. It's a hell that uh, it's difficult to describe. The great irony is that The treatment that is saving your life makes you feel worse than the disease Mm -hmm. that is killing you. That's Mm -hmm. what I often tell people that ask me about chemo. So I did chemo for about four months and it was six sessions of chemo. I did them one uh, every three weeks and uh, completed treatment in July. And then at the end of July, got the wonderful news that I am cancer free and um you know, it's, that was definitely, I mean, to say that that was an experience, I think would be a, an absolute understatement, but it yeah. 100% makes you reflect because when I got diagnosed, like I can tell you, I, I have like anxiety up the ass. And so whenever I even get a cold, I'm just like, it's COVID, I'm going to die. Like, you know, or like if my ear hurts, it's like, I have brain cancer. Like I always assume the worst, always.
0: i Um, think there's a word for that
1: uh hypochondriac (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, but it's like a a hypochondriac is when you think you're always sick it's this is more like when i was sick or when something did feel wrong i assumed it was the worst thing not that i'm always sick i mean hopefully now i'm not always sick that'd be bad yeah you're Um,
0: usually pretty healthy
1: Yeah, usually. I I was until recently. So even when I got diagnosed, I I can tell you with absolute certainty that cancer was the last thing on my mind. It wasn't even remotely on my radar. So when you get a diagnosis like that, especially at the time I was 32 that it completely changes your life perspective because you go from, from worrying about your day to day and like, Oh, what's This is happening at work. And Oh, I have to make sure that I do this at home. And Oh, I, you know, have to go buy groceries, you know, all of the things that we do in our day to day life that are important. But when you are faced with, with your mortality, all of a sudden you are reminded that you are going to die, that you're not immortal. And, um, It's a very terrifying realization to make, especially when you're young. So even though I'm grateful that I was able to take you know, this experience, it and spin it in a positive way. You know, I spent the mm, first, uh, mm. I f- spent the first few months. You know, I, I told my closest friends and family about my diagnosis in late December, early January. But then, for the most part, kept it pretty private until around when I was well into chemo, and I kind of decided, you know what, I think that there's a way that I can use this in a really positive way and spin this in a really uh, positive and constructive way. And that was when I created a a video that I posted across my socials and told everyone what was going on. And uh, I put together a fundraiser stream in May uh, for uh, St. Jude Hospital and the Stanford Cancer Institute. We raised money for those organizations and we ended up making over $6,000 that was split Yay. between both of those organizations. So, so in the end, we took something that that sucked and turned it into an opportunity to do some good in the world. And that's what I think that's the way that we should always treat these kinds of things that happen to us. So even though the bummer was that we didn't get to record the podcast or focus on, on the games as much as we would have liked, it really helped me do a 180 and realize that I need to spend more time on the things that I care the most about. And the things that I care the most about are my friends, my family, the games that I play, my writing, and, of course, the hobbies and interests that I've picked up because of gaming, which is mm-hmm. streaming and, of course, this this podcast and this place where we get to have these really awesome conversations about games. It sounds cliche, but it really is the truth. Like Life is too short to just spend it being miserable and not focusing on the things that you care about. So if you're tired, it's like, you know, be tired, but do things that make you happy because like, you're going to look, there is going to be a time where you look back and you're Mm -hmm. like, I wish I had done more of that. I wish that I had, because I was thinking about that a lot. I was like, I wish I had started streaming sooner. I wish that I had played this game. You know, it's like a lot of these things that just come up, even though you don't think a whole lot about them. And then it's like, oh shit, I I need to put more of a focus on those things because otherwise what is life really about?
0: yeah yeah no well said professor and then you know the pandemic on top of your cancer treatment
1: what a Uh, way to to cap off 2020 it's literally the last two days like we've had a pandemic and then at the end of 2020 oh by the way here's a 180 for you
0: (laughs) and then oh boom more variants welcome to 2021 2022 doesn't look too bright Uh, Um, But it also, you know, to touch upon like, you know, taking risks and doing things. And I think that's what definitely the pandemic taught both me and Claire is we Mm -hmm. always had this fondness and love for discussing video games. And maybe there's people out there that want to listen to this, this nonsense that we, you know, spurt out. So who knows? we We took this risk of making a podcast again, it's just for fun, side project, just a hobby. And we've been enjoying it since. So I'm even though I hate the pandemic and what it's done to everywhere in the world and our relationships and friends and family. I'm also thankful that it gave us the opportunity to give us like time for some introspection and reflection and just overall being able to, to sit down and take risks either Mm -hmm. as individuals or just as together, like in this podcast. So yeah, pandemic, there's some positives there. So, you know, you got to find the silver linings, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, the, the sad truth is, you know, I haven't, Josh and I haven't, like, seen each other in person since (laughs) before the pandemic. (laughs) Um, I know, so sad. Um, (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) You don't need to be so dramatic. Um, 2018,
0: I think, was the last time I saw you. uh,
1: 2019, because we saw each other at uh, Allison and Johnny's wedding.
0: Bingo, you're right. Um,
1: Where you, yeah, except, who was it? It was you that, was it, you know, it was Fritz. It was Fritz. I was trying to remember uh, who injured him? who injured multiple people at the wedding. That was Fritz, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, he, like, made me bleed my own blood.
1: <laughs> he did? And then, he sp- <laughs> like, he sprained, like, did, he he sprained, sprained your ankle? He <laughs>
0: sprained my ankle. <laughs> he and injured he Marissa, Marissa, too. <laughs> he kicked Marissa, too. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> God. That was a wedding of uh, to remember, for sure. Yeah, and then, like,
1: before. Noe was a mess,
0: yeah, just give him alcohol. It's yeah. gonna be a good time.
1: Well, he, he it wasn't just the alcohol. He he drank and he smoked and like he just got like completely <laughs> messed up. And like Sandra and I were were standing inside in the lobby, like you know, having some drinks and chatting. And the wedding planner went up to Sandra because Sandra was one of the bridesmaids and was like um there's a there's a gentleman outside on the patio who is vomiting and <laughs> we we thought it was fritz so we both looked at each other and we were like oh fritz and we go outside and we see like Noe out in the fucking bushes and we're just like god damn it and then like it ended up being that like chudy ended up taking him back to the hotel and we're like poor chudy got the fucking like, yeah, like saddled sit. yeah with yeah. noe anyway i'm sorry we're talking about a wedding yeah, yeah, anyway, that was the last time friends, yeah. Yeah. that was the last time we saw each other <laughs> was that was that in ha- like clusterfuck Long of a night yeah there was lots of alcohol involved the last time we saw each other and uh a series of <laughs> injuries
0: <laughs> god, mess. Anyway, we, we achieved greatness that night we did i think what we are tr- hoping to achieve in season two god <laughs> we... i'm so good with god you are killing
1: night. it with these someone give this man a medal
0: Well, I think first and foremost, what Claire and I are trying to achieve for sure for season two is uh, a more steady, more consistent schedule of posting and reviewing. I think it's really hard because sometimes we don't both own the game that we want to play or want to discuss and review. Mm-hmm. So that definitely takes time. We're like, oh shit, I got to buy it Oh, I got to download it. Oh, I got, now I got to right, play right, it. You know? Right, right, <laughs> right. Like all these yep. things. So, but any, in any case, we are trying to have a more consistent schedule just because we feel like we should. And we definitely we owe it to you guys.
1: We do. That's, that's definitely, that is the goal. And we're going to push really hard on that. You know, we're, we're both healthy. You know, hopefully the situation with the pandemic is, we're starting to see a, oh,
0: you God, know, God, I hope it's over.
1: Yeah, right. People are getting oh, vaccinated. My God. Omicron. Like, um, uh, like the goal is that you know hopefully things start to return semi to normal but in any mm-hmm. case we will do our best to be better and um we have some things to celebrate we for whatever reason y'all are crazy we have over 200 followers on instagram
0: yeah i don't know why y'all listen to us
1: <laughs> yeah it like totally weird but 200, <laughs> 200 insane individuals
0: and we appreciate every single one of you. every why single listen- one
1: of you crazy fuckers listen
0: don't listen
1: Yeah, we, we appreciate you. You know, 200 people that are, that are excited about the content that we produce. Like we, it's, it's certainly not lost on us. And for whatever reason, I've somehow managed to accrue, uh, over 200 followers on Twitch. I think I actually hit 240 the other day. So, um, keeping that, that upward trend, I know another shameless plug for my channel, but I have to do it. And, uh, you know, what are some of your, your goals, Mr. Peasy?
0: Uh, I mean, I think we, we we share and we're aligned on the same goals other than being more consistent. I think we mm-hmm. definitely want to have more guests because our last yes. episode of this season or our first season, we had again, Chadwick, Chadwick Live and Katie from White Stag. Man, that was such, it's so fun to just talk to other people about games. It really
1: is. It is. I mean, it's so fun. Don't get me
0: wrong. I, I could talk, to, talk about games with a lot of our friends and, and obviously you. We could talk about it for hours, for days. Days uh, but and it's days. Always, it's always so cool to hear other people's uh, perspectives and what games they played and what games they disliked because right. we could have differing, differing opinions. So. Right. Yeah, goal two would have to be more guests. Yeah. Uh, we, and we definitely have some lined up, but we're going to keep it secret.
1: Yes, we're going to make secret, 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 uh, secret. I'm just going to whisper because this is an ASMR channel <sighs> We've been trying to reach you regarding your car's extended
0: warranty. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what about you? Do you have any other goals um, to- top of mind for us for yeah, afterglow? Um,
1: I think we have done a lot in terms of. I, I think we've achieved a lot in terms of you know finding a direction for the podcast and you know the things that we want to talk about and you know like you said we even have some guests you know that we that we plan on on bringing into some of our upcoming episodes. But another thing that I think that we really want to do, and we still be fully transparent, we still haven't found a way to achieve yet. But we really want to uh, find a way to connect more with our community, find more ways to ah, engage, true. bring folks into the conversation, even if it's like having like you know questions or ways to interact with us that that we can bring into the podcast. There's there's lots of you know avenues I think that are available to us that we just haven't tapped into.
0: Yeah, it's not that like I feel like we don't know how to do. it. It's just more like we're lazy and we don't want to do it. True, true. <laughs> and we ju- we just should do it just to try it to see what data and what metrics. Oh God, I sound like we're talking about work. Um, yeah, but I mean mm. that's the, that's the point. Like if you want something to get bigger, you have to put the work in.
1: So. It's so true. It's so true. So we are, we are going to be doing that. Um, and of course, any of you that are, that are listening, if you have ideas for how we could get y'all engaged, like we want to hear it. And, um, you know, you know us on, on Twitch and, uh, Twitter, we are at afterglowies. So reach out to us there. Let us know what's, what's the haps and and what you think we could do or find us on the Instagram, the Instagrams, uh, again, at afterglowies and, um, We'll be posting there as well, but, you know, would love would love to get some feedback from you guys on how we can do that, what what meaningful changes we can make. And uh, we will we look forward to seeing some of those uh, changes uh, in some upcoming episodes. And yeah. then finally, I would say probably what we both agree on this is uh, in mm. terms of a goal is we need to use our fucking Twitch channel. Like we have a Twitch channel. And yet anytime <laughs> something comes up, it's like, let's just use Claire's Twitch channel because it's established and yada, yada. But we literally yeah. have a Twitch channel that we don't use that has been sitting there with like the fucking like default icon for over a year. <laughs> so
0: we don't even um, have a, a shitty overlay yet. No,
1: we don't <laughs> like, we really like that is big on our list of, of things to do is Very is big, try yeah. to have, uh, try to have some more live episodes that are dedicated exclusively to the, the Twitch channel, where we can interact with you guys maybe while we're having conversations is so that we can engage more with chat and really just make it more of a community discussion versus just having to listen to Josh and I yammer on for two hours at a time. Yeah,
0: nobody likes our stupid tangents anyway.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't think that's true per se. I think people love our tangents and we'll probably just add fuel to the fire on them if we're in a Twitch channel. (laughs) Yeah,
0: going back to the whole you know last episode with Katie and Chadwick, it's just so fun to see everybody in the live perspective. Yes. You know, not just our guests but uh the chat and then just them giving us feedback or or questions or just yes. their thoughts and stuff. Oh man, that was so yeah. fun. So I hope yeah, I hope we can use our Twitch channel one day. Um Yeah. That is the goal. Actually not one day. We're going to we just Claire and I just need to sit down, discuss and just fucking hammer it out. That's we
1: really it. do. Like I promise one way it's not that or another. Yeah. One way or another, we will do it. God knows when, but like it's going to happen. <laughs> but if you haven't already, uh, you should add us on Twitch. Uh, to make things more confusing, on Twitch we are after Glowers, so not glowees but Glowers. We'll we'll find we'll we'll post it on our social somewhere. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to you somehow. So yeah, you should find us there. Follow us. Anything else to to add to this point, Josh? I think we've I think we covered everything.
0: No, we just, we're just happy to have done this. I, I, I think so. I mean, I'm happy that we did this. We took this risk, take time out of our days and just bullshit, shoot the shit. Yeah, talk me about too. Things that we love, which are video games and the stories behind them and what drives them into making them pieces of art that contribute to the uh, literary medium. So yeah. yeah, other than that, I think I just want to say thank you. And thank you to Claire for joining me on this endeavor. <laughs> and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas, Claire. And I hope and everybody as well have a you know happy holiday.
1: Yes. I hope likewise to you, my dear TA, and to our friends, a Merry Christmas to all of you. I hope you all have a wonderful new year, a wonderful holiday, and we will see you in
0: 2022. 20- 20- 22. <laughs> all right.
1: Ciao. Bye. Bye.